0: enjoy this flyover clip
1: there's two components i think of this genesis six passage that end up you know being important as you trace this this storyline through the through the uh the whole bible and that is the nephilim and then the sons of god now there are people who will say oh the sons of god are just you know they have different views uh whether they're there are human beings in some way that are just being called sons of God. Maybe they're kings who think they're sons of the gods, or that it's a, it's a, uh, a metaphor for righteous men having sex with, the, with unrighteous women, which spoil, corrupts them in some way. But if you really do a study of that phrase, sons of God, you will see that and there's a lot of passages in the Bible about it. It's not just a sort of a generic term. It's literally a technical theological term that does, in fact, mean uh, divine beings from God's heavenly throne in its most generic sense, I can, I can say possible. Now, there's a lot of passages. Um, just briefly, you know, you have Job 1 and 2, where it talks about, you know, in the story of Job, it says that there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came among them. So even Satan is a part of these sons of God category. And, um, and then there, there's a, a really fascinating passage in, um, what is it? I think it's 2nd... I don't always have the things in my finger. Oh, 1 Kings 22, where Micaiah sees a vision of God's heavenly host around God's throne, and they're described in the same way as these sons of God. So the idea there is that God has around his throne innumerable count, um, numbers of these divine beings that are, that are called heavenly hosts. They're called sons of God, but they are also called gods in the Bible. Now, this is one of the most shocking things. First of all, before I go there, I just want to say for people who might say that all the sons of God is not angelic beings. uh, Job 38 talks about God when he created the earth or the universe. Actually, he says that the sons of God were there, that they were morning stars and they sang together. The sons of God shouted for joy. So there were no human beings there when God was first creating the universe. Those are clearly angelic beings of some kind. Angel is a word, it's a sloppy, loose word that is very generic, but it's applied to these beings as well, meaning an angel is just basically a messenger from God. It could be any kind, it could be a human, actually, an angel, right? But we tend to use the term angel to mean the spirit beings around God's throne. But but the part of the revelation is realizing that the Bible has a lot more technical terms that um, people are not used to using. And so they don't realize it's there. And for people who say the sons of God are humans, this verse in Job talks about how they're morning stars that sing together. What does that mean? Well, the notion in the ancient world, as well as the Bible is, there's a and there's a whole Bible study you can do on this that we won't, <laughs> but the stars are linked metaphorically or literally to divine beings in the Bible and in the ancient world. So they'll often call them stars, right? And so this is another example where the sons of God are morning stars. They're stars, and human beings are not described that way. Human beings, um, yeah, they're not described that way. So there's, there's a long list of these sons of God passages that clearly indicate that they are these Divine beings around God's throne, and then that last word, which was one of the shocking things as an evangelical Christian that really turned my world upside down, reading the Bible. This will all be connected to as we go on, is that they're also called gods. And of course, as a Christian, we're like, wait, we're monotheists. You know, the Bible doesn't say there are other gods, and we can even quote passages that say that. But the problem is, is that the Bible does use the term gods, Elohim, not just of Yahweh, who is Elohim, but it uh, applies it sometimes to these heavenly host sons of god who are around god's throne and the big passage there is psalm 82 and i wrote a whole book on this called psalm 82 for people who it's it's a booklet but it it's if you want to go into the in-depth biblical study of this um you really have to do that so which is one of the caveats i want to s- explain here is i i'm a i'm a storyteller in some ways, it's. I feel like that's my strongest identity as a storyteller, but I have to admit, I've always been a person who's, in, who's just, I love it, the intellectual life. I love academics. I love uh, scholarship, apologetics, philosophy. And so I kind of have this too too uh, schizophrenic mind in some ways bipolar I don't know where I'm very artistic I love storytelling but I also love the, the Bible study and scholarship so I've written both novels and biblical scholarship to back up this stuff because I know that many Christians uh, I you know that's one of my dominant uh, audiences they want to know where are you getting this stuff you know are you getting it from right. the Bible or not you got to prove it and so I prove it anyway Psalm eighty two begins like this God has taken his place in the divine council that's going to be a key word here uh in the midst of the gods he holds judgment and then he goes on to say how long will you judge unjustly he's talking to these gods how long will you judge unjustly you know you're you're you you I, I tasked you with with righteousness but you are you are ruling um you are ruling uh with wickedness right and then it, it, he says um i said to you further in passage verse six i said you are gods sons of the most high all of you nevertheless like men you shall die and fall like any prince arise O god judge the earth and you shall inherit the nations now there's a whole bunch of theology to this but in short he's saying i gave these gods this this um responsibility of judgment now does that mean that these are gods here's the problem is that as christians will wait a minute there's only one god right and but the bible is definitely using this of other beings so our key should be not how can we twist the bible to fit our preconceived theology of of monotheism but how can we fit our theology to to uh, incorporate the bible because maybe the way we word things is wrong and I'm not saying it's not monotheism. So. I like
0: what you said at the very beginning. You said the Bible became more important than my theology.
1: Yes, and so I still believe there's only one Creator God overall. Uh, but but there's nuance here that that many Christians are need to be aware of, and, and um, because they'll you know they'll they'll react against this so negatively. But when you understand this is what the Bible's saying, we have to adjust ourselves to it. And so these are the point is this it doesn't mean you have to conclude that when we say the word gods what we mean is beings who are omnipotent all-knowing all-present because there's only one god like that that's yahweh right? right um but what it means is what we refer to as angels or other divine heavenly beings the bible refers to as these elohim or gods and so the, the conclusion is you've heard the bible verse right uh, yahweh is the god of all gods yahweh is the elohim of elohim and what that means is elohim is a category of existence or being or as michael heiser put it it's a it's a um it's more of a temporal uh, uh how can i put it not zone but um sort of uh lo- a, sort of a spatial location of existence. So what it's saying is, any being that is in that spiritual realm can be referred to as an Elohim. For instance, in the Bible, the the spirit of Saul that comes that the Witch of Endor brings up, he's called an Elohim. So there you have a dead human who's a shade, he's a a spirit, he's called an Elohim. Uh, These divine beings from God's throne are called Elohim. So, and there's more study of this that that shows you that Elohim is kind of a reference to the spiritual realm. Let's put it as simply as possible. And so beings in this spiritual realm can be called gods. That doesn't mean they're creators like God. That doesn't mean they're all powerful or all knowing or anything. It just means they are divine beings in this spiritual realm. And so that's kind of the biblical context. So therefore, God is an Elohim, okay but I'm sorry, to put it more precisely, Yahweh is Elohim, but all Elohim are not Yahweh. So therefore, you can say, that's why, that's why the scripture talks about the incomparability of Yahweh over all the gods. Because yeah, these gods exist, they have powers in the spiritual realm, but there's nothing like Yahweh in that He alone is the creator. He alone is the sustainer. He alone is the redeemer. Got it, so the idea there is for Christians who are worried and concerned this doesn 't mean it 's polytheism or henotheism or henotheism or you know Mormonism or anything like that. You have to parse the Bible with nuance accurately within its original context, not our own modern context. so once I embrace that, I kind of I kind of started to realize this a lot of these texts do speak of gods with this sort of spiritual demonic reality as i'll call it there's another there's another passage there's multiple passages about these sons of god and stuff but one that's i thought was really relevant to my own search was so so you've got these sons of god and it talks about how how they they um they sort of left heaven and mated with the daughters of men and these neph we're going to get closer to the nephilim again but um it's always spoken of negatively and and let me let me bounce to uh, a new testament passage just to say just to say this some people look at that passage and say well does it does it say that those sons of god are doing something wrong or bad well the context clearly does in my opinion but it but there is more explicitness about that what i would call the sin of the angels
0: are you having a hard time sleeping at night com. fill out your information for your free consultation or you can call 720-605-3900 do it today you'll be glad you did looks like you've been sleeping well
1: Megan, he's back